All right, mama, you started your business because you're great at what you do and you want to do it on your terms. Hello, freedom and flexibility. But you're a couple of years in, handcuffed to your biz, more overwhelmed than ever. You feel like you're not doing anything well at work or with your fam. If that's you, stay tuned. I'm Ridhu Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, former professional organizer turned productivity pro, here to help women like you with growing businesses stop drowning and start controlling all your demands and distractions. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Ladies, I am so excited, as always, to introduce you to my guest today, Michelle Phillips. She is awesome. You're going to love her. In fact, we were just uh, talking before this interview saying how much we could we the two of us could probably talk to each other for hours because we have so much in common and yet, you know, we offer, we have different uh, just specialties. So she is the founder of Key Performance and the author of Happiness is a Habit, Simple Daily Rituals that Increase Energy, Improve Well-Being, and Add Joy to Every Day. How awesome does that sound? She was cited as one of the top five most popular self-help books on Amazon, so definitely check that out. She specializes in increasing happiness and individual performance, and by utilizing the the latest findings of neuroscience and habits and positive psychology, she is going to share the formula for happiness and success in an enjoyable and enthusiastic manner, which you're totally going to hear. She holds numerous certifications. She's trained thousands of leaders and individuals in the science of habits, emotional intelligence, and leadership. And this is really cool. She's a certified practitioner in the field of positive psychology. Now, I don't know about you, but I didn't even know that was a thing. So welcome, Michelle. How are you doing today? I am wonderful. And thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to have this conversation. Me too, because you know you are speaking my language, right? With positive psychology. I'm not even sure exactly if I know. Here's what I think. I I think I know what it means, but I didn't know you could actually be certified in that and study it. I think that's the coolest thing ever. So um, I would just love to dive into this. Like, what is that? What does that even mean? Positive psychology exactly. And why I'm just so excited to take this conversation there is because so many people, obviously so many women who are struggling to juggle everything, right? Their their home life and the kids and their business and their team and their marriage and their communities and their parents, right? And we're trying to be so positive and we're trying to stay positive. And we always hear like, you know, look on the bright side and the grass is always greener and things could be so much worse. But when you're in it, I feel like when you're in the thick of it, that's just so challenging, right? It's like we're spread so thin, we're constantly feeling overwhelmed. And you're like, oh my gosh, the last thing I want to do right now is pick up my positivity and figure out like what to do. So that's why I'm so excited for this conversation. I think you're really going to like hit home with our audience. And so let's start with what does it mean to be, to what is positive psychology? And then let's dive deeper into it. Yeah, it's such a good topic. And there's so much to unpack there, right? Um, basically what's happened is there's now a body of research around positive people. And they basically maybe don't have less problems, but they have better coping skills. And that's what's exciting because the skills can be learned. And back in the mid-90s, Dr. Martin Seligman out of the University of Pennsylvania 
I love him because he, he like self-identifies as a cranky old man, curmudgeon, kind of researcher guy. And then he, dealing in psychology his whole life, he, he said, we have studied every malady known to man. We have catacombs of research on bipolar, depression, schizophrenia, you name it. He went to the research in the 90s and said, what do we know about happy people? And there was no research. So there was no research. So he said, let's get a grant. He went out and got a grant. And they started studying what, what are the habits of happy people, right? What are they doing differently? And what's so exciting is they have proven through research and practice that optimism can be learned. Right. And that there are certain things you can do. And uh, that 50% of your happiness is genetic. Right. I don't know how they prove this, but they did. Yes. Uh, 10% is your circumstances. 40% is how you think and behave and what you do every day. We have so much more power than we give ourselves. That is, that's amazing. Those are amazing stats. And it's funny they say that 50% is sort of what you're born with or your, I guess, your genetics. Because I don't think I recognized this until I got married. And I say, I'm gonna, what I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it in a way that I don't want anyone to take this the wrong way about my husband and I. But like, I've just come from a family. My parents are very positive people. And I am a generally quite positive person. So, you know, you only know what you know. So I thought that was just the norm. I thought that was normal. That's just like how people are. And even though obviously you grow up with friends and you have roommates, I just, I don't, I don't know. I didn't really think too much about it until I got married. And this is what I'm be careful of saying. Not that my husband is negative, but he just, he's just someone who kind of, uh, you know, looks at the glass half empty sometimes more than full. Or, and, and I've recognized that his family is very much similar that way too. And he just has to work a little harder, kind of a, like building that optimism, you know, sometimes, although it works really well because he's a, he's a CFO. So it's like in his job, he's all about oh, yeah. identifying risks, right? So it's like, he has to always be thinking that way. So I get it. He was like, he's in the perfect job for it. But I just tend to be more, he, he, he thinks it's like, oh, the roses are always, you know, everything's all roses for you. Oh, wouldn't it be nice to be you? He says that to me, just have like so ignorant of the world's problems. I'm like, I'm not ignorant. I just am naturally more happy. I don't know. I just, I just, but even the name of your podcast, right? Productivity on purpose, happiness on purpose, right? Right. It's the whole key is taking control of where, what do you want your day to be? What do you want your life to be? Do you want it to be happy? Do you want it to be productive? You get to choose that. Um, And I think most people don't realize that. And the biggest thing I want people to realize is no matter what's going on around you, you have so much power with how you explain what's going on around you and how you look at what's going on around you. And that is, the, to me, the superpower. We're waiting for everybody to get it right and you know, people to drive the way we want and act the way we want, and we'll be waiting forever. Okay, yeah. Okay, so let's put this in like a real life circumstance, okay? You wake up, it's like everything's already gone wrong. Like the dog is like crapped all over your floor. The kids are crying. Like someone's canceled this big, you know, appointment you're supposed to be at or they've thrown off your whole schedule. You've gone through traffic. You get it. There's a client crisis, right? It's like your mom's calling, your dad's falling down the step. I mean, there's like everything. This is just life, right? It's like the day in the life of uh, of an entrepreneur and just a, of an ambitious woman. So- how do you, and they said, you know, this is a choice. I've, I've read a lot of what you said. You're like, overwhelm is a choice. So how do you, in that moment, whether you're naturally 
you know, pretty happy or naturally positive or not. How do you like, pull yourself out of that? Yeah, I think first I want people to look at their patterns, right? Because if you wake up and you have a bad mood, you know, you're in a bad mood once in a while, it's a, you had a bad day. But what happens, like listening to your like the traffic and the dog and the kids and the clients, right? When you have too many, the momentum is going so fast that you never take the breath to stop and gain control, right? You can't stop that speeding train of negativity of things going wrong. But when you could take the pause and say, what's going right? And I always tell my clients, start small and make it so easy that you can't fail, right? Every client I work with gets an easy button from Staples and uh, a journal because I want you to set these tiny micro goals that make you feel better. So you, you start to gain momentum. And I'll tell you my easy button game. I have it right here. People listening can't see it. Yes. But I came home one year and I said to my husband, this is going to be the year of easy and fun. And he laughed at me. He said, what are, you, you know, what are we doing now? Yeah. I said, we, I want us to amplify what's easy in our life. And he's like, whatever, Michelle, here's the next game we're playing. So we put the easy button in the kitchen and we would make dinner and then we would hit the button. And it goes, that was easy. Okay. And, you know, the button talks. And then we would wash the dishes and we would hit the button. And it became like this funny, like you start realizing like, so many little things in your life are pretty easy. Mm-hmm. So then one day um, we realized he had booked our flight for the wrong day. Okay. And now we found out as our car service guy was like, I'm picking you up tomorrow. And we were like, no, we're going next week. He goes, no, no, your flight's tomorrow. And we're like, oh my gosh, we booked the wrong flight. You booked us on the wrong day. Right. So getting ready to call the airport is never, you know, you don't think, oh, this is a fun thing I want to do with my yeah. day. But we ended up, we said, let's be positive. We get on the phone. We just happened. I mean, I don't think there's any coincidences, but we get this woman who her son just got an amazing grade on a test. So she's in a good mood. Mm-hmm. She changes our flight. She upgrades us. She doesn't charge us. And we get off the phone and we hit the button. That was easy. Right. And the next day I get home and the button's gone. I'm like, What's, where's the button? He goes, I brought it to work. Right. When you start to amplify the littlest things that are going right, you start that train of energy in the opposite direction. Okay. I like it. So going back to the example, kids are crying, dogs poop, there's traffic, there's that. What would be an example of what, what, are, what are the things that are going right? When you're in it, I think sometimes you just have to crash. Right. So uh, this is what I tell people. If the momentum, if you know, if a train is going at this top speed that a train is going, you just can't stop on a dime. Mm-hmm. But you, when the when the smoke clears, when you take a nap, when the day starts, the new day, right? Anytime you meditate, take a nap, um, change your energy, go for a walk, you almost have a fresh slate. So don't try to force yourself to be positive when everything's going haywire. Yeah. Be, be mad, be upset. You're okay, you're human. This thing's, I don't want this to be happening. This, this is not the way I wanted my day. This is horrible. But it doesn't have to be the cycle of days every day. So it's starting off on the, you know, the minute your eyes pop open in the morning to me, it's thank you for this day. It's gratitude. It's focusing on what's going right. Thank you for this bed, these covers, this man next to me, this person next to me, this dog at my feet, whatever it is. And it takes energy, but I promise you, it's a muscle. The yes. more you, if people walked around in my head all day, they would think that was a nut job, right? It's like, oh, look at the pretty flowers and the sky's blue. And the, you know, because I want to, I know that the master mind is someone who has mastered their mind. 
Mm-hmm. I like that. Yes. I And I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think if it starts with the very first thought, your eyes open or they're still closed, but you're awake. And the very first thought is, I'm sleeping in a comfortable bed. Oh my God, my air conditioning is on. My sheets are so soft. You know, and that does take training. I I try really hard and now I catch myself only because I've trained myself when I don't do it, you know, but I try really hard to just wake up to have that first thought. But I'm like, just, I tell my clients, like, just put a little sticky note or an index card next to your phone that like, that says gratitude or think of one nice thing or however you want to say it, that'll make you do it. Because I totally agree. If you can start, it's that snowball effect. Like you said, if you start in that negativity, you're going to go down that road of negativity and if you can start the positively, you know, you have a little better chance of staying that way. Right? And I even store it at night. So I keep a book on my bed I that, that I has some kind of affirmations in it. So before I get in the bed, I have to move the book. So the act of moving the book tells me to say my thank you, say my gratitude. You know, I ask for what I want in the night and, you know, come to me and give me wisdom and heal my body. And I say all right. things to myself, give me a good night's sleep. And then in the morning, the book goes back on the bed. Thank you for, you know, healing me. Thank you for, you know, showing me the way. So the act of actually moving the book back and forth is my touchstone. Yeah. So people can create, like you say, the sticky on the phone or that whatever the reminder is. And then when you get off course, we all do be kind to yourself. It's, mm-hmm. it's okay. Right. If, if my kid's crying and the dog's barking and I missed an appointment. Yeah. It's, I, I deserve. To be in a bad mood, but I don't deserve a bad day, mm-hmm. right? I can have a bad moment, a bad hour, a bad, but then I have to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me a little bit about focus and how this kind of plays into focus because, again, we're all like AD, self-proclaimed ADD, ADHD, whatever it is, a million things, all the distractions, all the scatteredness. And how does this idea of positivity or how does that help you or how does one really like how do they intertwine between like focus and positivity yeah yeah you're hitting on so many good things i love how you said self-proclaimed add yeah right so i tell people stop using time the word time in vain stop saying you're too busy stop saying you're living the dream where we become very sarcastic and apathetic as a you know a human race sometimes and instead the on top of saying you can't focus I'm learning to focus. I'm getting better because focus is your superpower. People's lives are chaotic because inside their heads is chaotic, right? So when you, I always say, if I took a magnifying glass outside in a sunny day, I took all that energy of the sun, I start a fire, Mm -hmm. right? When you take your energy and say, I am focused on this podcast right now. I'm focused on this child right now. I'm focused on this, whatever you're doing, right? You put all that energy into what you're doing. Multitasking is so yesterday in my book. I don't believe in it. I know like all your power, anything that you do well requires your full attention. Any expert, a tennis pro or any, you know, you need to be fully engaged. So stop saying you can't focus and start saying I'm learning, getting better. Yeah. Okay, great. And how do you start building By the way, I totally agree with that. But then how do you start building that? I know it's a habit, right? We're like, it's a habit. We got to try it. But what is a way, again, if you're not used to kind of that, those, that way of that language, if you're more used to self-berating language, whether it's actually out loud or just in your head, right? It's that really self-defeating affirmations that you're telling yourself. 
how do you start like changing that? Because sometimes I think in the moment, I can't even think of the positive way to say it. Is it just that, just say the opposite? Like, is it as easy as that? Is it just, well, oh, don't think that? Or what? It, what is like, I think it's a process. I think it's, you know, when I start working with someone, at first, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was being so negative, right? So first you see it and you recognize it. Then you see it and you can't control it. Then you have an outburst and you realize after the fact. And then you catch yourself in the middle and you still can't stop it. Mm-hmm. But eventually you, you get yourself beforehand. Or I always say, I have, a, I have a pretty quick temper, which is why I teach this stuff. I'm, I always tease I'm Spanish and Italian and my family's a little crazy. But uh, we can that would be any, the next question. about we can put any, Yeah, we can put any group in that, you know, and that. And that's why I teach this. So it's, I'm still, I still may be quick to spark because I'm very, I, I feel like my emotions are on alert, but I'm also quick to diffuse. The skills have taught me that if my emotion, if I get emotionally hijacked, to take that pause. Again, this comes over time. Yeah. And that's why the habits for me, that, that morning routine and, you know, I picture a harried mom, you know, juggling too many things. But that if you could get 10 minutes to yourself before the day starts or after everybody's in bed to read something that inspires, motivates, educates you, listen to a positive podcast like yours right? You're taking in that medicine. It's like you take the, the headache medicine and it wears off after a while. Well, then I have to take it again. So it's, it's constantly infusing yourself with this positive talk. And you know, it could wear off by break time at work or lunchtime, right? So then you listen to another podcast at lunch. But eventually the muscle gets stronger. And then you look ba- I look back at my life and I think, oh my God, I'm a totally different person. Doesn't mean I won't spark tomorrow because I'm human. But I'm so much further along now. Yeah, I really resonated with when you just said quick to spark and quick to diffuse. Because I think that takes a lot of stress or anxiety, let's say off me or off anyone listening, that I don't need to change my entire personality. Like I have a short fuse, right? I do have a temper. So she's not saying don't have a temper. It's you're allowed that, but then how do you diffuse quickly? I think there's a really great distinction between that. You know, yeah, and you said something earlier, I think, about, um, and we're talking about, you know, productivity on purpose. It's, I always ask my clients two things. How are you feeling and are you happy with the results? Because if you're feeling great and getting nothing done or you're not feeling, you know, or if you're getting things done but you're stressed, right, you want those two to be in alignment. Like, I'm feeling pretty good about myself and I'm getting good results. That's how you know you're on, on the right track. Yeah, yeah. And then I imagine, or obviously, we, I think we know that how you show up and your energy and yeah, just what you bring is going to impact everyone around you, right? Your work, your team, your kids, your husband, whoever it is. Uh, is there any kind of research around that that just shows like almost, I don't know how they would measure it, but like the impact you have on other people, or maybe it's leadership style, maybe it's as a, as a successful CEO? Yeah. Well, how I use it in my work is just, I ask people to take responsibility for their relationships right? It's two people in every relationship. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, you might be getting, so the person that frustrates you the most, you expect them to frustrate you. So I say, you're a match to me in heaven. You expect them to frustrate you and then they do frustrate you. Right. But if you're actually like, I love how you said you have a coach for everything and you're always yeah. coaching. If you're doing the work on yourself and you get around someone who always frustrates you, you're a different person when you come into that relationship. They might still be the old negative curmudgeon, but you know better. You don't change them, but you're right. wiser. 
And, and that's what I try to teach my clients because if everybody that you're in a relationship with is a jerk, you're the common denominator, right? So it's to, yeah, if you're the common denominator, you know, what are you doing to make that relationship better? Yeah. Yeah. I think there must be degrees of, I'm kind of picturing like, I don't know, of a ladder or like different degrees of really negative at the bottom and really positive on top. And like, there's just for many people and many times I realize there's just going to be like an in-between. It's almost, I don't want to say indifference, but it's definitely not negative. It's not like super, super high positive. It's sort of like in the middle-ish. And I think that's also a place to strive. Like I just got, I just got off the phone with someone today and she was just telling me how overwhelmed she is and everyone in her job is so overwhelmed. She's like, but I've just been able to deal with it better because I know everything's going to be okay. She's like, I've been doing this long enough that I realize everything's going to be okay. So to me, that wasn't like super positive, but it wasn't negative. She was just kind of got to that point of like leveling off, like it's all going to be fine. And I hear exactly, yeah, called the ladder up technique in my new book that's coming out. Oh, and I didn't like, know that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, I call it just to get to the satisfaction. Like if you're in, think of energy, if you're depressed, a depressed person is not moving, laying in bed, can't get out of bed angry or jealous, or that's a little more energy right now. I'm, I'm still not in a good place. Disappointed, overwhelmed. Once I get to, I'm satisfied. Yeah. I'm content. Right. You just, you do, almost like the relief from your body is palpable. And now maybe if you stay at contentment for a little while, you could get to hope, right? Or <laughs> looking forward. But the reason you're hitting on something so good, people want to jump from not feeling good to feeling great. And there's all these little levels in between that we have to go up. I know. I think that's totally fair because I, I think that can be, if someone could hear this and be like, oh, this is just too much work. Like I have to get all the way up there and you don't, you just have to get out of like the negative spiraling, right? To kind of move forward. Yeah, even being angry is better than being depressed, right? Again, I don't want to be yep. either. Right. right. But if I'm angry that Sean, there's some energy moving. I've got some life in me. Right. And then, you know, you just realize, you know, where, what's something that'll make me feel just a little tiny bit better. I've been angry in the past and I get over it in a couple of days right? This won't yeah. last forever. And right. that's a big difference they found between pessimists and optimists. Optimists see events as specific and temporary where pessimists see them as universal and like label. And right. So I'm stupid. I'll never get ahead versus I failed the test, right? They're very different. So if something bad happens, it's temporary and it's something specific that I could fix versus I'm not good at taking tests. It's permanent. That is brilliant. That is so good. So I'm just thinking as a business owner, it's like, I, I, or I suck at business or I've never, you know, I've never, or I'm never on top in terms of productivity. I'm never on top of things. I'm always disorganized versus, versus what? What would it be? Versus I'm learning to be more organized. And really okay. those absolutes never and always, you you are on time and you do get things done, right? So, right. you know, staying away from those, you know, really broad terms, but saying I'm learning to be more organ organized, mm-hmm. you know, um, every day I get it, I get better, you know? So that's the language around just labeling things as, you know, it's never going to get better. I'll never get ahead. Then you just don't, you don't want to get out of bed, but when you say every day I'm moving forward, every day I'm learning something. And and then you could even, you know, years ago, I used to keep a victory log, you know, just keep, what are your little victories? I mean, literally eating a healthy meal could be a victory. Reading a yeah. book could be a victory. What, listening to a podcast. Right. It's your list. You can write whatever you want, but then you're building the snowball, the momentum. Yes. 
What are your personal go-tos, like just for you, just as me, just for everybody, but I'd love to hear from you who's been doing this for so long, your personal go-tos to kind of get you out of like the funk or the rut or the negativity. Like what's your, I don't know, bag. You have this big toolkit, I'm sure, of things and two or three of them. You're like, this. these typically work for me. My number one is journaling. I cannot rave about it enough. You know, it's when you journal, you're using four of your five senses. You are kinesthetically writing. Mm-hmm. You're saying it to yourself, so you're hearing it and you're seeing it, so it's forcing you to focus. Okay. So I guarantee you cannot sit with a journal for an extended period of time and not learn something about yourself, have an aha moment, or gain clarity. It's guaranteed, right? Because you're you're taking the blender head and you're bringing it. That's what my friend calls it, blender. <laughs> I think of people's yeah. thoughts in their head. Uh, and you're you're focusing. So journaling is huge in my life. And then being outside in nature. Yes. You know, and sometimes it's so funny. I get, oh, we get all in knots and you're all frustrated. And then I finally go for a walk three days later. I'm thinking, I wrote the book. Why didn't I do this three days ago? Mm-hmm. Right. But that 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 release of being under the sky or in the trees or whatever it is, is the reset. Um, and then the phone a friend. You know, I have a group text. We call ourselves the village. And we're always there for each Great. other. That's all. Yeah, because we're always there. And sometimes I, I have a distinct memory of driving down the West Side Highway many years ago. I was upset about something. I was next to tears and I was on my way to see some clients. And I'm thinking, who's going to hire me? I'm a best. And I called one of my village people and I said, um, I said, you have to help me. I'm feeling so awful about myself. And he said, oh my God, Michelle, you are the candle at the Easter vigil, you know, that one candle lights all the other candles in the cathedral right. and you've helped my life and you're fat. I don't even know what he said to me, but I remember being on the West Side Highway, tears streaming down my face and just feeling the energy lift. Like just yeah. someone to tell you how fabulous you are when you can't find it for yourself. Yeah. And uh, of course, now all I can picture is the village people, but. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, I do. And I think that might be, I don't know for me, I think, that might be one of the hardest ones, but the easiest one, like I, it's like, I often don't think outside of myself, like, yeah, just, just connect the connection. I think that is instant. The moment you hear someone's voice or the moment, you know, anything, that connection is so important. And I don't know why that one just doesn't come as naturally to me as like, go take a walk, go have some water. Like, I think I've like trade myself for all these things, but it's like, you know, just pick up the damn phone and like text someone or call someone or and it has to be the right person, right? Like not the yes. one not going to spiral you down even more into negativity, but that, the connection piece, I think is so important. And I, I personally want to get better at that one. I just don't do it enough. I feel very, um, I, I just heard, I don't remember someone, someone saying that like the more when you're in chaos or when you're overwhelmed or when you're struggling, like our natural tendency is to isolate. I, it's like, that's your natural thing is to like, if you picture like a shell, like a turtle, like go into your shell, like, because you're just, a, and it's the complete opposite is what works yeah. is to, is to connect, right. Is to get out of the shell. But it, it, that's the hard one for me because it's so opposite of what I naturally want to do. Yeah. And then, you know, looking to who's, you know, who's the person you trust, right. Is it yeah. your husband? Is it a friend? Um, you know, that you can just say when I'm having a bad day, I'm going to let you know that I need you to support me. Uh, another time years ago, I gave a presentation that I don't know. I just didn't feel like I hit. I nailed it. It was like 500 people in this giant room and I didn't feel good about it. Uh-huh. So when I left, I, I called my husband. I said, I think I just blew it. I said, I know I didn't, but I just didn't feel good. Right. I said, I need you to text me every 20 minutes for the next three hours and tell me how great I am. Oh. You know, so 
And he did, you know, so it's just breaking that because like you said, you want to just go inside, be the turtle, like, yeah, you know, to hide. And you could do that for a day if you want, but don't do that for too long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, so one of the things you mentioned about journaling, I love it too. I would say something else I can improve on. I do do a gratitude journal every, every night that I do, but I wish, you know, I would spend more time journaling when I have suggested that to a couple of clients, a few clients, because I'm a big supporter advocate as well. Sometimes some people will be like, this is great. It helps me get all my thoughts out. And sometimes people say, I just, I'm just sitting here. Now I'm just dumping out all my negativity on paper. So now I'm just like more negative because I'm saying all the things that are going wrong and I'm journaling about everything I hate. How, what would you say to that? Yeah, I'm going to use your title again because it's journaling on purpose, right? The mm-hmm. purpose is the focus. Yes, I will purge all my negative feelings, but at some point I have to look at what I want, right? You can't get to the bottom of a hole you're digging, but once you get all your stuff out, then it's like, okay, now where do I want to go? What's good about this? I gave one of my clients just got looked over for a promotion. So I gave her the journaling prompt this morning. I'm happy this is happening because, and she's like, I'm not happy this is happening. Right. I'm like, yeah, but I want you to find what's good in here. What's the lesson in you not getting this promotion? What do you have to learn? What have you found out about yourself? And she's like, okay, I get it. So a lot of times I'll feed them prompts. You know, no, I want people to be consistent and I want it to be fun and easy. That's the other thing. I don't want them to think it's a chore. So I always say, make your own rules with your journal. But just like you said about the negative emotions, you don't, when you take a bath, you get out of the dirty bath water. You don't sit in your dirty bath water. Ooh, so with your, with your journal, when you get those negative emotions out, then you have to pivot or you have to shift or, you know, what's going right? Who loves me? You know, what can I focus on that's going to help me? The slightest feel the slightest bit better, not jump bouncing off the walls better, but just tiny bit better. Yeah. That's why I do think journal prompts are really helpful. If there's like three questions, like what's going on now, right? And then what could I do better or what could I learn from this? Like just like three prompts. And then I, I think that's a great, a great idea. Cause then that will kind of get you out of that because sometimes I do hear that that they're like, I'm just now it's making me even more negative because now I'm writing it all down. And I'm saying I'm like, you know, think. Yeah, that's great. And I share, there's something called the total truth process, which I learned from Jack Canfield. I trained with him, oh my gosh, in the 90s. But you could Google it. And the total truth process, it's a total truth letter and it's a good journaling exercise. It starts you at anger. I'm really angry. I hate this. It stinks. But then it works you through every emotion till you get to the love. And it gives you the prompts. And um, it's it's just really um, a really good exercise that I give my clients as well. Okay. We're about wrapping up here, but let us know how can we get more of your wisdom and brilliance and how can people connect with you, find out more about you, work with you. Let us know. Thank you. You can follow me on Instagram at, at key performance. Key performance is the name of my company. My website is key to unlock. It's K-U-I, the number two unlock.com, key to unlock.com. I work with Fortune 100 and 500 companies, and uh, one-on-one personal clients. Awesome. Michelle, thank you so much for your time. I think everyone now knows how we could have talked for another five hours. Yes. <laughs> because we're this is all so up our alley. Um, listen, thank you for, for joining us, and I hope to uh, have you back soon. Thank you for what you're doing for the world. We need more of these conversations. I appreciate it. 
All right, sweet friends, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. You've got a ton of value from it and feel more energized and inspired. And if you like what you've heard, you're gonna love my emails. So if you're not on my list, be sure to sign up at lifeisorganized.com forward slash resources. You'll quickly see why so many women who are juggling it all are showing up week after week. Uh, Thank you so much for showing up today and I will catch you next time on Productivity on Purpose. Bye for now.